Last time on 30 and Nerdy. Okay, so it's night two of the DC uh, Fandomonium event here at 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I like how they did this with Boss Logic and Jim Lee and The Rock all kind of putting together like a a digital still. The narration was cool and I'm very excited for Black Adam. This Suicide Squad trailer <laughs> already has me leaps and bounds more excited than the trailer for that uh, first Suicide Squad outing ever, ever did. I mean, this Suicide Squad stuff, uh, the video game looks fantastic, the movie looks amazing. I am so, so excited. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, my fellow nerds and podcastitarians. Hello, Pod Nation. Welcome back to another night, another episode of 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack, and I am beyond excited to continue this week's celebration of DC and its DC fandom experience that millions and millions tuned into last weekend. It brought so many amazing moments, and I know that I will not be able to cover them all uh, in the four days. Uh, so next week, like I said last night, we will be continuing on. There's so much to unpack from just one one part of DC Fandom in one weekend. So uh, I'm going to unpack that uh, with tonight, night three, uh, tomorrow, night four, Give you a little bit of break to digest and listen back through. And then next week we will continue on with more of DC Fandomonium, as I'm calling it here at 30 and Nerdy Pod. So this week has been mainly about Zack Snyder's Justice League. That was night one. Night two, obviously we discussed Black Adam. Talked about Suicide Squad. And then this this edition, night three, we're going to talk about a lot. So we've got a lot to unpack here. We've got the Flash panel. We've got Aquaman. And, of course, the uh, very exciting Wonder Woman 84. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of, of some panels for you, some trailer stuff. Uh, so, And we're just going to talk about it. So since we have so much to talk about, let's go ahead and get into it. This is the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. DJ Mike Howie, take us into the show. It's time to get nerdy. It's the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your host, Tyler Mack. (laughs) Brought to you by Advertising Expressions, Encore Theatrical Company, Freddy Cat Productions, and Ashley Lodge Photography. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join the conversation by using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. 
Find the show in the Pod Nation at podchaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email the show at 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. Cheers to you, nerds. Now get ready to nerd out with your host, the sweet tea of the nerdy south, your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Welcome back, nerd skis. I am so excited that you have joined in on night three of DC Fandemonium here at 30 and Nerdy Podcast. I am your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack, and I'm going to be talking tonight about The Flash, Aquaman, and Wonder Woman. A lot of exciting things happened from these three titles over this past weekend at the DC Fandom. Now, as you can tell, I am very excited. I have not hit it. I am not hiding it anymore that I am D- the DC guy. I am not hiding it anymore that I am uh, pro blue brand over red brand. So I will not hide that anymore. Uh, thank you so much for those who have been tuning in. As you know, last night we discussed Black Adam and the Suicide Squad. A lot coming out for Suicide Squad as a title. Uh, so you can check that out wherever you cast your pod. I want to know your thoughts on DC Fandom as a whole. Uh, which which did you think delivered the most? Which title? Which did you want more from that you maybe didn't get as much as you'd like? Uh, let me know. You can uh, follow along on all platforms of social media. We've got uh, Twitter. Follow along with the hashtag 30 and nerdy pod. Uh, also, if you're wanting to tweet about DC Fandom, uh, just hashtag 30 and nerdy pod DC. And I will be looking at all that and we will discuss it. I'd, I'd love to have conversations with my fellow nerds. So, as I said last night, we had a great discussion. Played some trailers, um, discussed a little bit of it. I uh, hope you'll check that out, and I hope you'll uh, go back. This will tempt you to go back and watch uh, some of the DC fandom stuff that you can uh, get in touch with. There was a lot of exclusivity to the fact that uh, it was it was live for 24 hours and stuff like that. And some things are not rewatchable. Some things you cannot find. So. Uh, that is a little bit of a letdown for those who missed the experience, and of course we all didn't, you know, tune in all 24 hours. So I don't know. Um, I think that it was huge, so I had to talk about it. Also, you can email me at 30andnerdypod at gmail dot com, and if it's about these episodes, if you have something you want to say uh, about the pod in general, uh, we'll talk about it on the episode. Please let me know. I uh, also want to just thank you all for uh, checking us out at podchaser.com. Uh, we are getting uh, some, the show's getting some some more ratings at that site. I hope that while you're there, you're checking out our friends that we discuss all the time. Uh, like one of these, uh, leading into our pod promo of the week. 
Hey everybody, this is Nerd Bomber here, one of the co-hosts of the Online Warriors podcast. Our weekly podcast started as a way for three friends to keep in touch and discuss their passion for movies, gaming, technology, and entertainment. And since then, we've grown into a fantastic online community. Every Wednesday, we release a new episode discussing the latest nerdy news, and then we go hands-on with our weekly adventures and a fun trivia show. Sound interesting? Check us out on every podcast platform, including Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or hit us up at onlinewarriorspodcast.com. I have said it um, every episode this week. I highly recommend Online Warriors Podcast. Uh, they are fantastic. I tune in week in, week out. Uh, whenever they have an episode, I learn a lot, and I then uh, bring it here sometimes. So uh, thank you so much to them for being a part of these groups that we are a part of, like the Pod Nation. Uh, they have been a very helpful as well as uh, just just excited, and I, and I love hearing, seeing their excitement, and hearing their excitement week in and week out, talking on their uh, podcast. So you should definitely check that out. So why don't uh, we just dive in? You know, we've, like I've said, we got a lot to talk about. So the first thing I want to talk about is Aquaman. Okay, uh, the. Um, the DC fandom panel on Aquaman was uh, just kind of a look back at the 2018 blockbuster and featured a um, a discussion between director James Wan and actor Patrick Wilson. Uh, Wan did offer a few tidbits about what we can expect from the second film. However, sharing that he's excited to continue the journey of Aquaman's heroes and anti-heroes. Um, he, he's excited to expand on the world and do things he didn't get to do in the first movie. Now, he also did promise that the 2022 sequel will be a little more serious and culturally relevant uh, than its previous installment. I do have some of the panel. I'm not going to play it all. It's a pretty decent-sized panel. It's just with Patrick Wilson, uh, who played Aquaman's half-brother, as we know. Um, Great villain. Uh, He and Juan have worked together a lot. So let's uh, listen in, and I'll uh, chime in to talk about some things we hear. Good. Aquaman is, what is that, Patrick? Is that the fifth film that we've collaborated together? Well, yeah, Insidious 1 and 2, Contract 1 and 2. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, let me ask you, Patrick, how did you first hear about this particular project, Aquaman? I believe we were on the set of Conjuring 2. Yes. And you said that you had, uh, I don't think you were even, you weren't really signed on yet, but you knew you were going to do this project, right? Right. And I think you kind of floated it out there about Ocean Master, right? Or maybe it was through a text, and then we spoke the next day or something. Let me ask you, when did you think that I would be right for Aquaman? Mm. Uh, the moment... I decided I was going to do it. Really? Yeah. That's early so- on. I'm like, you know, uh, we know that um, Momoa was already on board, and I felt like right. uh, the uh, the only other guy that could go up against Jason that, uh, right. you know, at least to the level <laughs> that I need him to step up to uh, right. was yourself. So I floated the idea with uh, with uh, Warner Brothers, with DC, and, right. uh, and they They're like, no. <laughs> 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 no, they were- 
So the first thing that grips me from this is they talk about how they've worked together already. And if you love the genre of horror, uh, Patrick Wilson has worked with him in uh, Insidious 1 and 2, Conjuring 1 and 2, and now Aquaman. So they they have a chemistry together as a as a team that you can tell in the film Aquaman. And um, I'm sure we will see the return of Ocean Master. Uh, they do uh, answer that later in the panel. We may get to that point, uh, or I may be ready to move on. But let's tune into a little more of this interview. Comics, I mean... He's just jacked. I knew that I wanted to push myself because I've never done that. What we didn't know, and this will be interesting next time going through, is what the 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 the, the elephant in the room of being a harness. Like unless you're in a harness, you can't practice for that. Just doing that, being inverted, and then holding yourself in like that plank, and then trying to act like it's nothing. It's totally fine. I'll be, you know just doing more sort of core exercises to get to get ready for that so yeah so in that little uh, bit we we hear him talking about uh, having to work out because in the comics ocean master is a, a little bit more uh muscular than patrick wilson as is as an actor if you've seen him in the conjuring uh phantom of the opera he is not uh, physically fit in the aspect that most superheroes and villains uh, are in this DC and other super meta worlds. So it's kind of funny to hear him kind of talk about that. It's, it's funny to hear him discuss uh, his his regiment, his working out, and it'll be interesting to see if there's any physical change between one and two, uh, because. As we know, you can't without Ocean Master Aquaman does not have a a plethora of rogues gallery to to really dive into that would make a movie worthwhile. So obviously you've got to have Ocean Master return. But uh, yeah, let's tune into uh, this last little bit here. I wanted to uh, discuss different than what I expected. I love the, the the weirdness of it. I did. I love being in this weird space where there's really nothing. It felt like a black box theater where there is nothing and you just have to make up everything that's why we get into this business in the first place and so i'm totally uh it makes you concentrate on those relationships being willing to like okay what do you want them to see what do i want them to see that's so cool do you find yourself more attracted to work that's like whoa this is gonna be big and flashy or it's like you know what i want to be as in even in this genre as real as as convincing as possible one of the things I love the most about making this movie is sharing this character that's never been done before and, and this world that's never been done before and seeing the, um, you know, the big screen depiction of this character and treat them to a visual world that they're not familiar with. It's just so cool to just sort of watch them watch the movie in, in sort of wide-eyed awe and uh, we're very thankful for uh, how well the film was received by all the fans out there. And- so that's another thing is... If you watch any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, it, it's kind of reminiscent of uh, the prequels in Star Wars. It's so much just a black box theater, like he said, with blue screen all around. And so the creativity and the the aspect that you need your actors uh, just truly on point uh, to deliver the, the authenticity of... Uh, in their performance while not seeing the things that are going on around them. 
So, and that's that's if you look up an interview with Ewan McGregor, uh, he he talks about the blue screens and in the prequels and how that challenges an actor. And I think that Patrick Wilson, uh, as a testament to what uh, Juan said, is is he knew that he would be perfect for it because it's like he already knew, like, I need someone who's a serious actor. Even in this world of comic books where there can be watered-down performances um, from some actors and actresses uh, in the comic book world, be it Marvel or DC, uh, or, or even, you know, in some of the Netflix and and the boys, you know, you, you will be able to spot a... A false performance, even in uh, these these comic book blockbuster genres, if if the performance is not there, we will know. We will know the authenticity of the performance. And to hear Patrick Wilson and James Wan discuss that uh, is is pretty cool because that's that's kind of the thing I, I grasped at in I grasp at them regularly when I'm going into a comic book superhero movie is the performance as well because I'm a theater kid I've been very outspoken about that so if I see it doesn't matter how many flashy flashy bang bang fighty fighty goes on I can pick up on an unreal performance if that makes sense um an authentic performance so I want to move on to the flash and I will I will cover the flash television panel that happened as well as um Ezra Miller's panel uh, after a word from our sponsor. The arts are a vital part of the educational process, which is another key to economic development and improved quality of life. Arts education and opportunities help participants develop skills in critical thinking, goal setting, team building, problem solving, conflict resolution, and craftsmanship. At Encore Theatrical Company, they aren't just dreaming it, they're doing it. Through the global pandemic, many of the arts have suffered due to shutdown of theaters, museums, schools, and other artistic vehicles. However, here at Encore, the show must go on. Follow along as we evolve and entertain during what we call Encore Intermission. We are highlighting patrons, performers, community members, and much more. You may see voice lessons, mini-concerts, Zoom plays, and other artsy escapes for you during this trying time. Follow along daily with new posts from hashtag Encore Intermission. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join us, where it's not just theater, it's Encore. Welcome back. So let's get into the world of The Flash. Now there were two things under this particular title that took place. Uh, I will first discuss the Ezra Miller Flash, then I want to talk a little bit about the Season 7 trailer that dropped and uh, some of the Flash TV uh, panel. So Ezra Miller's Flash was was less of a panel and and really more of a featurette uh, designed to get us all hyped about the upcoming Flash movie. It's still currently slated for 2022 uh, that summer. it would be nice if he could mess with the Speed Force a little bit and speed that up a little bit. But hey, you know, beggars can't be choosers. Uh, this 10-minute presentation basically featured uh, director Andy Muschietti, Ezra Miller, screenwriter Christina Hodson, and producer Barbara Muschietti. Uh, Muschietti, however you 
pronounce his last name. Uh, this this panel kind of offered plenty of tidbits to to kind of uh, get us excited. Um, while we while details about the plot were kept very very under wraps, uh, they did confirm that this is a time travel story. Uh, while the tone of the movie is incomplete. Uh, um, it's incomplete at the moment, and and they're very early on. Uh, it, it is still kind of keeping up with um, Muschietti's ability to um, switch from comedic to horrific uh, in the blink of an eye. He's he's very good at that as a filmmaker. Um, and then then he'll snap in again, and then boom, you're in an emotional one. So. Uh, I mean, he did the the reboots of it. So if you've seen those, that's some of his work. Um, Ezra, um, he 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 was pretty funny the whole time. Uh, uh, he was kind of a wisecracker, but that's Ezra Miller. So pretty much everything offered uh, was this enticing promise of all the DC movies. This one's important because it opens the same door that the Flashpoint miniseries did in the comics, allowing many of the distinctly different versions of DC characters that we have seen in movies and television over the years to start to collide. Um, the cinematic DC multiverse is, is going to basically be born out of this movie. Uh, while the movie is yet to even start filming, uh, there there was there wasn't any really teaser. Um, he did give us our first look at the Flash's new suit um, from the film, which is built by Bruce Wayne and is much slicker looking, and uh, it's more close to the original uh, Justice League type uh, suit that he wears that we know from the Flash. Now I um I want to. Uh, preface this with most of what we know out of out of this this past weekend and and things that have come to light since is we are getting Michael Keaton's Batman in this movie. Michael Keaton has signed on. Um, how many movies afterwards he signed on for? We still don't know. Uh, we have heard rumor that it is a multi-film contract. So we will see, but not just Michael Keaton. Ben Affleck is returning as Batman in this movie. You know, Batfleck, the one that we thought was completely walking away from the DC universe. Uh, one would have to say that sure they have that DC money to throw at him, that Warner Brother money, but does it have to do with the fact that Justice League was released and and freed from from this? this jail that, that it's technically been in for a little while. That uh, could be saying a lot. It could be, you know, putting something out into the ether that uh, is not true. I, I really do not want to do that. But it, it's just funny that after after so much has come out about Joss Whedon and, and the release of the Zack Snyder Justice League, it's just... Maybe it's just coincidence that now Batfleck has decided to return to the DC Universe for Warner Brothers. Uh, we will see. Again, I hope this is good news. I hope this is a good sign. Uh, but I want to I want to go ahead and move on to the uh, Flash television panel because they actually had a season seven teaser to release, and I'm going to uh, play that for you now.
company is all mine. You lost your speed? You're not much of a threat, are you? You just stay out of my way, Flash. Iris is my wife. I have to save her. What are you? I am a product of your broken mind. How much speed do you have left? Not for a few hours. I need your help to build an artificial speed force. That's how I can get my speed back. I was an empath, too. Only I never held back. Imagine what you'd become if you weren't so afraid. This time, no one is coming to save you. Not your friends, not your husband. There's only two options in this place. Survival or madness. Happy happy You lied. Yeah, I lied. Oh, frick. There's a supersonic jet about to crash over the city. And the flash isn't fast enough to stop it. Eva can move anywhere, through any mirror in the universe, in the blink of an eye. She's faster than I am, and somehow I'm supposed to stop her? Yet again, Flash is up a creek, and it seems that quite possibly he has yet again lost his speed somehow. If you are a follower of the Flash, that happens a lot, and he always gets it back, so not worried about that there. Um, And Mirror Master seems to be the villain, and they have uh, went... Uh, above and beyond, and they have uh, cast it as a female, and she looks very, very intense, very um, driven and serious, and it looks like uh, some of the team may be in jeopardy. Uh, Iris has uh, kind of created some split personality. It looks like Joe's wife may be taking a turn to the bad side. A lot to unpack in that trailer. I highly advise you to check it out if you have not. Um, now, while many of the DC fandoms, uh, TV panels will mostly most be happening on September 12th as part of the Explore the Multiverse, the Arrowverse was well represented at the Hall of Heroes by this a very fast-paced panel highlighting the long-running CW series. Um, it was moderated by uh, Entertainment Weekly's Chancellor Agard. And uh, the panel featured uh, Grant Gustin, Candace Patton, Daniel Pennebaker, Carlos Valdez, Danielle Nicolette, Brandon McKnight, Kayla Crompton, and the uh, executive producer, Eric Wallace. Eggard uh, managed to get in uh, as many questions as possible over the, the brief panel, including plenty about the upcoming season. Now, Wallace also revealed that next season's primary villain uh, will be Godspeed, mainly, but... Mirror Master is heavy in the trailer. Um, this was this came out of a desire, they said, to see new villains, um, some that may not be his main rogues gallery, uh, to kind of make it more appealing to the fans of uh, the comics. And 
he also shared that Flash was in this mindset, uh, this midst of um, um, shooting what would have been season six twentieth episode when the pandemic shutdown happened, uh, and much of that footage will now be become part of season seven's first episode. So uh, that's kind of cool that they did find a way to um, kind of evolve and and <laughs> think fast. Uh, it also allowed uh, Wallace. Uh, and his crew to, um, in, in kind of in that same aspect that it was shut down, but it gave plenty to show in the trailer that actually technically should have already been seen, uh, but now has been unseen thanks to the uh, pandemic. Um, so what it seems that what we can see expect from next season is uh, worry and excitement and very fast-paced uh, action and storytelling. Um, I want to move on to uh, the Wonder Woman 84. That was uh, the experience that we were given with DC Fandom. It opened up, and it opened very uh, strong and and had a really cool panel. Um, I'm going to uh, talk a little bit about the panel, play the trailer a little bit, and uh, this is the second official trailer that they released for the panel and for DC Fandome, so uh, we'll get to that when 30 Nerdy returns after a word from our sponsor. From us here at Advertising Expressions, we want you to know that we hope that you and yours have been well amid this pandemic. We have been blessed to have survived ourselves and realize that here in Morstown, it can be hard to keep things rolling in times like these. Therefore, whether you are a business that has closed and are looking to reopen, a business that has crawled through the time fighting for the next breath, or maybe you are a business that has done better in this time, we want to help you. See, our business is to promote yours, and we strive to do that by getting your name in front of as many people as possible, as often as possible, for as long as possible. In response to the COVID-19 pandemic, we are giving you 19% off new quotes that result in orders of $190 or more. Use the promo code NERDRONA19. That's N-E-R-D-R-O-N-A and the number 19. You can find us at 2103 Morningside Drive in Morristown, Tennessee or contact us at 423-586-3270. Meanwhile, back at 30 and nerdy. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. The time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. of the world. I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. You look like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything. 
Well, people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. enough to tune into DC Fandom. So as I said, this kicked off uh, DC Fandom with cast and director uh, Patty Jenkins. Uh, She was joined by Gal Gadot, uh, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal, who's playing Maxwell Lord. Most of you would know him from Game of Thrones and Mandalorian. He is Mando. Uh, they were they discussed uh, the upcoming follow-up to the 2017 mega-hit, answering questions about where they got the inspiration for the 80s-era wardrobe, what their best memory was from the time on set, and who would win in a tennis match uh, between Wonder Woman and Cheetah. That was actually asked by a celebrity guest, uh, Serena Williams, or sorry, Venus Williams. Um, however, the highlights of the panel's 25th uh, 25 minute uh, was was definitely the unexpe- unexpected appearance of the original Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. She showed up. She was very inspirational uh, in talking to him. Very proud of the work that they had done. Uh, she get, she was very she was giddy and she was nerding out about the cast and uh, even talking to Kristen Wiig. She'd been a big fan of Kristen Wiig's comedy. Uh, she actually, um, Kristen Wiig actually was nerding out over her, and it was just very cool, uh, kind of adorable to watch. Um, I, th- I think that this alone uh, was what drew many fans into the the. If I mean, they opened this way. Goodness gracious, what else is to come? What else are we going to get? It was it was exciting. It was uh, riveting. Um, it was cool to see them all together on the panel talking, and you kind of got to see a little bit of behind the scenes, uh, goofing off and and blooper reel worthy things, shenanigans going on between like Kristen Wiig and Gal Gadot. Um, Chris Pine was was just uh, hilarious. Uh, he, he obviously he's he's known as a, a very charming actor, but uh, he's funny. He he's he's got wit about him. 
uh, that's, that hasn't been written for him. He's just funny naturally. And, and Pedro Pascal, it, it's kind of nice to see him talking as Pedro Pascal. Uh, you know, he, he's Oberon in Game of Thrones, and he's also the Mandalorian. So it's also kind of cool to this is a completely different character as well. This will be him stretching his legs a little bit more, stretching those acting muscles a little more than what we've normally seen him in. So in a completely different role, um, different type of movie. So it'll be nice to see this, this cast mesh together and see how it unfolds. We did in the trailer get to get our first glimpse at Cheetah, full, cheated out. Um, she obviously does something. Maybe Maxwell Lord does it to her. Um, we get to see her in that uh, full villain role in a very uh, epic fight between, I guess it's the final fight between her and Wonder Woman. I hope that this is not another opportunity to just kill off a DC villain and uh, not have them around lurking in the universe. I hate when that happens like early on. Uh, if you want to kill off a villain, let's let's have a nice slow burn, slow build, and then you can kill them off in like a third or fourth installment uh, or the next Justice League crossover if there's one. Uh, I hope that she's around. Uh, she seems to be stretching her acting muscles as well. This is not a normal Kristen Wiig movie. Um... I will say, though, I hope that this trailer didn't give away the final graphics because it does kind of look a little bit like that terrible musical movie that just released Cats. I wouldn't say it looks as bad, but it does kind of have that uh, Cat-esque digital look to it. I hope it's a lot better than that. I truly do. Um, Well, this has been uh, a lot of fun. Um... I have enjoyed uh, discussing this on night three. Of uh, I, I enjoy talking about DC. I enjoy talking about all nerd culture. But to get to kind of break it down in different aspects uh, in, and while going back, seeing some things I might have missed, um, it, it's it's been nice. So this was night three of the... DC Fandemonium at the 30 and Nerdy Podcast. Uh, We will conclude this week tomorrow with night four, um, and it will be about Batman. Uh, A little bit of Batman stuff as well as um, uh, the trailer of Matt Reeves, the Batman. Break it down a little bit. uh, Talk about some of it, maybe some some Easter eggs that early on in, in my first five watches of the trailer I've kind of seen. And... Uh, maybe also talk a little bit about the legacy of Batman that was discussed at uh, DC Fandom. Um, I know that he is the big draw. He's kind of where everyone's eyes are at right now, uh, ever since especially Rob Pattinson was announced as Batman. And matt reeves was helming the project with the fiasco that was going on with batfleck with justice league everything um i think all eyes are there right now and i think that the trailer shows out i think that it 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 gave me an excitement i didn't know i had Uh, i'll discuss a little bit more about that tomorrow um on night four uh i want to say a special thank you to everyone out there 
uh, for tuning into these. Thank you to Patreon supporters who have continued to support the show through the pandemic. A uh, huge shout out to all of our Podchaser fam, Pod Nation, and the Apocalypse playlists, as well as the other groups that we are a part of, Alternate Reality Radio and the Legion of Independent Podcasts. Big shout out to all of you all. Thank you for constantly favoriting and retweeting our stuff. Um, love keeping up with what you're doing. Keep up the great work to all of our independent podcast friends that we we have out there uh, amongst the the pod waves, our podcastitarians, as I call them. Um, I'm just uh, very thankful for all of the kind words as well as uh, interaction that we're constantly having. It's very helpful, uh, especially in a time like this when uh, we're looking for creative outlets and people to talk to. So um, that's it for night three. I hope you've enjoyed it. I have. Um, Tomorrow night we will uh, conclude this week with night four of DC Fandomonium. Uh, Again, uh, go to podchaser.com and check out our friends and uh, the Apocalypse and Pod Nation playlist. Give them a rating. Tell them 30 and Nerdy sent you. Uh, they are fantastic, talented, uh, and very enlightening. I've learned a lot throughout the different podcasts that are part of that playlist. And uh, please leave a rating, leave a review, whether it's on iTunes, uh, wherever you cast your pod at. Please uh I hope that you're enjoying this. Let me know, 30andnerdypod at gmail.com. That's it for me tonight, nerds. Uh, Stay sanitized. Stay kind to your fellow uh, man and woman, no matter what walk of life they come from. Uh, I will talk to you tomorrow night. Um, That's about it. So how about uh, DJ Mike Howie? Take us home. You've been listening to the 30 and Nerdy Podcast with your Duke of Nerds, Tyler Mack. Brought to you by Ashley Lodge Photography, Freddy Cat Productions, Encore Theatrical Company, and Advertising Expressions. 30 and Nerdy is an alternate reality radio show, a member of the Legion of Independent Podcasts, and a Badcast Company production. Join the Nerd World Order by following the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow along with the conversation using the hashtag 30andNerdyPod. Find us in the Pod Nation at PodChaser.com and rate this episode. Got something to say? Email us at 30andNerdyPod at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, cheers to you, nerds. That's all, folks.